Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Natalie Noisette. Natalie, are you ready to do this? Yes, absolutely. All right, let's 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 go. Natalie is a credit expert. She's a financial strategist, a podcaster, a speaker, and she is the author of Converted: Uncover Hidden Strategies You Need to Easily Achieve Massive Credit Massive Credit Score Success. Natalie, I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why yeah. you do what you do. Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Any opportunity to really get the message out is always, always a blessing. So I really am grateful for that. Um, and with that being said, again, my name is Natalie. I am a financial ex- I'm a financial strategist and a credit expert. And I did not set out to go down this path whatsoever. This was not my call. This is not what I thought was my calling. However, um, as I became an adult, I started to notice some patterns. Um, namely the fact that a lot of the kids in my, well, then young adults in my age group didn't really know anything about financial literacy and being the absolute nerd that I am, I went further back and looked into like my mom's history and my aunt's history. And I noticed that this was a pattern. Like people just did not know. They had no clue what was going on with their personal finances. Um, and then another trend and pattern that I noticed within my own life was the fact that a lot of the women that I looked up to that I believed I should have gotten this advice from were all single moms, right? Struggling to make ends meet, struggling to feed their children. There was always more months than money. Um, they were robbing Peter to pay Paul every single month. Like this was just a, a pattern of behavior. And I was like, how do I end this, right? What is the first step that needs to be taken to address this issue? And over and over and over, credit keep kept coming up. You need credit to buy a car. You need credit to buy a house, which is all things that can either be leveraged or used to build generational wealth, right? Um, you need credit to have credit. <laughs> you need credit to have loans, which is things that people use to leverage to make to create other opportunities, so I'm like, okay, this credit thing, there's, there's a thing to it, right? There's a, there's a piece to it that is really important and an integral first step to gaining financial wealth. Um, and even, and I've noticed even now as a, as a later on in life, a lot more successful, a lot more money, even if I wanted to buy a house cash, they'll still look into my credit history. So this credit piece is, is important. I just want to keep emphasizing that, right? Um, then I had, I ended up having to be in a position to fix my own credit. And then other people were asking me, Hey, how did you do this? And then it kind of just tumbled into this. Now, you know, more about credit than most people do. (laughs) And then I'm an expert now. So this is, this is pretty much a short, somewhat short answer to why um, I'm here and what kind of got me started down this trajectory for sure. Nice. Well, I appreciate all that. Yeah. More month than money. I've been talking about financial stuff for over 20 years. I've never heard that term before. It's amazing. Yeah. And when I say it's amazing, it's a great term for a terrible scenario or terrible place that so many people find ourselves. And you you talked about it. You talked about people that you were growing up with and you Mm -hmm. dug deeper into it and you realized this is a generational problem. It's, it's, it's across different places that people live. It's just, it's, it's, it's chronic and credit mm-hmm. is such a, a huge piece of it. Right. Is, is credit 
so hard for people to understand or is it just that nobody's really looked at it? People well, are paying attention. Definitely. It's a, it's a twofer. Um, so one on one piece and on one side of the, the spectrum, there's an algorithm that determines three numbers that are going to pretty much determine your financial fate. There's an algorithm. Algorithms are difficult to understand. And then even though, like, and I'm, and I'm going to be completely transparent, I've written this book. I've been in this field for eight years. There's sometimes I will look at a credit report and I'm like, what triggered the score drop? Because this is supposed to be algorithmic, right? This is supposed to be, you know, pretty linear for the most part. And I should be able to look, look at the factors and see what dropped it. Sometimes you just can't tell. So even with all the experience I have, and then you have a consumer who then on the other side of it is just not exposed to it, doesn't have the knowledge, of course, it's going to be difficult. You know, so that's why I really, and I joke about this a lot, I'm almost a therapist in some regards when it comes to this financial literacy space, is because I've noticed that it's not that a lot of people are not like educated or empowered around money. There's also a piece of shame that comes in the society around money um, and then the emotional elements. So when you factor all these pieces, I wouldn't want to look at my credit report either. It, it, it is intimidating. It's hard to deal with. There's so much information. How do you know what's right? Right. So um, definitely twofold for sure. Yeah. I intimidating confusing, immense, and that's really, it's personal finance, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. well, now I've got to worry about this and now I've got to worry about that and now credit too. Mm -hmm. But to your point, it's, I, you know, geez, when, when, when you're sitting down with people and they say, you know what, I really want to get my act together. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you, I don't want to say spoon feed, but how do you give people just the right amount so that you don't just totally shut them down? Right. I love this question because you'll hear me say this a lot and it annoys me too, but it's twofold. <laughs> so I first determine if the person's ready, hmm. right? Because readiness is going to determine how much information and also determine how motivated they are to retain this information, right? Um, there are some people who don't really want to know. They want the result. So once I gate, then I have a whole process to really gauge how active and um, motivated the person is really to learn about their credit. So once I've determined that that person is really motivated, the information fascinates them more than anything, right? It's almost like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. And okay, so if I do this and how do that, and you can start to see like the strategists ignite in their brain. And it's, so I guess I, guess I have a cheat code. It's not really a matter of, what I do or how I interact with the consumer as much as it is their preparedness, their readiness to really retain this information and make a difference with their own personal finances. Yeah, that certainly does make a lot of sense because you can be super, super engaged in helping individual mm -hmm. John get his credit together. But if John's just kind of ho-hum on it, then that's not going to work. Right, for sure. And what I found in the past also is that when the consumer isn't as interested or as engaged, we could repair their credit. We can address all the um, negative items on their credit and then they'll be back in about two years. That's the average. So I'm just like, oh no, that I need to, I need to find a way to filter out 
people who are prepared to not only increase our business, right? Because that's, we're in the business of helping people. So make sure that people are actually helped, but then also making sure that the person is really empowered and educated enough to make the right decisions to not be back in that position for sure. Cause I don't, I don't want repeat clients in this business. Unfortunately. I don't want you to come back to me. So let's just get it right the first time. Yeah. That, that's, that's funny. Right. It's like, thank you, but I'd rather you just be, you know, a past client and not, and not, 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 not a returning. Right. And that kind of comes down to the pattern that you mm-hmm. were talking about right when we got started is right. that we all have patterns and it's how we use our money. And a lot of those patterns are, are have negative uh, impacts on our credit. Right. For sure. Absolutely. And you'd be surprised into the shame piece, right? I can understand why there is so much shame around credit, because if I look at your report, I can tell a lot about you. Not necessarily you as a person. I don't know if, you know, if you're mean or if you're kind, (laughs) not your character, but I can tell a lot about your relationship with money, right? Especially in the past seven years, because that's how long typically an item, especially a negative item will stay on your report. I can see what months maybe you were neglectful, or I could see maybe what months you struggled. You know, I can't, I can't get down to the details. I wasn't there when it was happening, but I can get an overarching view and, as someone who's working with your money, there's a piece of, oh my gosh, I'm so vulnerable and exposed. Is this person judging me? But I'm not. I look at it like a mechanic looking at a car, right? Um, It's technical. There are pieces that need to be addressed. There's a problem here. And once that's addressed, you have to really be concerned about how you look and how your credit report looks because lenders are going to be making decisions based on this. How high of a risk are you? Um, how has your relationship been with other lenders in the past? Um, so I get the shame piece, but at the same time, addressing that emotionally will absolutely and exponentially help you improve your credit on in the on the front end. Yeah, I appreciate that, and yeah. it's such a it, it it it. I think it makes sense to look at it from kind of like you said, you're a mechanic looking at an automobile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're stripping away the the shame and the emotions, and that's a part that needs to be addressed. Right. But also, we need to just put all that aside and say, "Hey, we need to mm-hmm. position you as a good potential customer for this creditor because they're looking at you and they want to make sure that you're going to be able to pay back the money that they lend you." Right, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So. As you're going through 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 an engagement with 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 people, or they pick up the book, mm-hmm. how is it? How 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 does the process sort of start and flow with cleaning up my credit, improving mm-hmm. my credit, whatever term you use? Right. So I call it restoration, right? Because it's a process for sure. Um, first part is to educate yourself. If you don't know what you don't know, it's going to be harder to navigate the situation and it's going to take you longer too. So first part of the book is formatted in a way where it's educating. You look at what's in your report. um, You understand the pieces. You understand how the actual credit score is calculated down to the points, right? Like 297.5 points for X. Like that's how much will be allocated to make the total of your 850, that kind of thing, right? So really deep dive, intense, 
I need to know this because this is going to be the foundation for moving forward. Then you're going to look at the things that are not so good on your report. That's the second piece. So now that you understand what's on it and how it's structured, the second part is to actually address the things that are hurting you, right? Because there are a ton. And when I say a ton, I mean a ton of errors on your report. Um, old and outdated addresses. Your name could be spelled incorrectly. I've had people who um, had wrong birthday years, which can impact your infant. Like, let's say I, okay, for example, let's say I were to apply for a credit card right now. I put my correct information in there, but then when they pull my report, it has a different year. I'm automatically disqualified, right? Um, so things like that. I also had a client who had a similar name to her sister. She married into a family, adopted the last name. Culturally, the first and last, the first name is similar. And then the middle name is their like real name. And then the woman married into the family and then like seven items from a sister-in-law's profile ended up on hers, not associated to her at all. So those errors are major. Um, And then micro things like um, if an account is in collections and it says it's open, that's not right. You have to address that. Um, And then just even within some of the negative items, making sure that the collectors and people who are furnishing the data to these credit bureaus are being honest because some of them are not always above board, right? So the second part is how to look at your report to see what's not right. And then the third part is addressing it. There's letter templates in there. There's how to reach out. There's who to reach out to. There's what you should be asking. Um, And then I just want to go ahead and say this because I say this anytime we talk about it is this is not legal advice. A lot of the letters have case law referenced, but just because these are your consumer rights that people don't even know about, right? Um, so there's there's that. Um, and then the fourth part, now that your credit is addressed, we've gotten all the things right, is the restoration piece. So resources that will allow you to add good payment history onto your report, You know, make it appear as if you have a loan, which is important because it's a it's one of those metrics that the algorithm likes, right? Um, different kinds of credit cards that you can have that limit your um, limit your exposure to debt. And then my favorite piece is the manufactured spending, which is how you really leverage your credit. Credit is not just to buy things, right? Because if you buy something on credit, you're actually prolonging the amount of money that you actually spent on it by via interest rate, right? So. My favorite piece is to have a budget, the, the bad B word, have a budget, you know, get everything copacetic and really maximize it. Like I, I've had clients on average have $1,200 a year in getting credit card companies to pay them and having it to pay zero in interest. That's the goal, right? Because these rewards and these perks exist. I pay $11 for flights every time I fly with Delta because I rack, I put everything. When I tell you everything on my credit card, and I, I am able to rack up those points, pay for my, my flights and miles, and only pay the taxes. Those are the goals, right? Um, and then on the back end, because I'm, I'm going to write another book about this in particular, is really understanding that once your debt is in order, once you understand how much you really have coming in and really how, how much you have going out, which is the budget, right? That's, that's the bad word that everybody hates so much. But once you really understand that, then you really open up the doors to financial freedom because now you have more discretionary income to invest. You have 
discretionary income to do things like save for home, to buy a home, you know? So um, the book is formatted so that you get every piece of the repair process, in addition to the resources that are just amazing. And, and once we get to the end, I'll share some of those. Love it. Incredible. What a, what a huge shift to get somebody, you know, have their arms around their debt, get it paid off, and then to actually have the credit cards paying them and, you know, talking about flights and $1,200 a year. That's a a meaningful, uh, really a meaningful amount of money. So I love it. Natalie, people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? (laughs) Um, So today, and I'm not endorsed by them, but this is one of my number one resources, right? Self. Look up self. They used to be self lender, but now they're self like myself. Right. Um, This this different. This is a difference making tip because it addresses three parts of your credit payment history, which is number one, not number one in importance, but number one in the biggest factor. So it, it hits your payment history portion of your credit report. It also hits your credit mix piece of your credit report, which is important. And then the third piece that it gets is um, it allows you to really play around with some savings. So that's the benefit to looking into self. So what they do is they open a CD for you and every month you pay them, they'll put the money into the CD, they'll report the positive payment that you made that month on your behalf to the credit bureaus. And then at the end of the year or two years or three years, whatever the term you pick with them is, they will send you your money back. So it's like you saved a little bit. Somebody was holding the money for you. You paid them. They give you the money back. And then you get this all this positive payment history on your credit report. Game changer. Absolute game changer. Because you don't have, first of all, you don't have to qualify for it. It's, it's extended to everyone. Even at my credit score now, I still use it every year or every two years now they change their terms, but every two years now I'll re-up and get like the 25 bug plan. It absolutely, it's just free points, free payment history added, um, a great credit mix without having to get a loan, absolute game changer. And if you want to look into it, um, self. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's awesome. What a, what a, great tool and, and resource. So th- th- thank you so much for sharing that. It's awesome. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people yeah. learn more about you? How can they engage with you and where can they get a copy of converted? Yes. Yeah, so converted is on convertedcredit.com. That's convertedcredit.com. Exactly how it sounds. Um, C-O-N-V-E-R-T-E-D-C-R-E-D-I-T.com. Um, and then me personally, I'm on credit conversion on um, Instagram is where I'm the most active, like lives, answering questions, like those kind of things. Um, and then if we want specific questions, or if you want to work with us, it's converted at convertedcredit.com. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did show Natalie your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, pick up a copy of the book at convertedcredit.com and take advantage of that step-by-step process complete with the different resources and the letters, and the templates for actually interacting with lenders and getting stuff taken care of. Find her on Instagram at credit conversion and give us the website one more time. Convertedcredit.com. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Natalie. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>